Welcome to Alter Ego Comics Presents. I'm Mark. I'm Alex. And I'm Adrian. And this is the Alter Ego Comics Podcast, where we talk about all things that happen at Alter Ego Comics, Lima, Ohio's one and only comic book store. Still standing after many attempts to bring us down. <laughs> after many a craziness within Lima? Let's yes. Go with that. Yes. Without being too specific? We are still, we're still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today is February, say the 6th? Today is the 6th. Today is the 6th. We're recording, uh, talking about comics that came out on February 5th. We have a question of the day, question of the cast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rename that. Question of the re- week? Question of the cast, question of the week. Yeah, and we'll talk about all kinds of cool stuff, including whether Adrian needs a tagline or not, and what that tagline should be. Uh, my vote is no until we hear something better. <sighs> I'm sure we'll okay. get to it. So the the question of the week, as I'm sure everyone has been anxiously awaiting, is: Do you prefer ongoing series or miniseries? Adrian, your thoughts? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's his new tagline. <laughs> yes. I, I really like the the miniseries. I feel like they put a lot of effort into these things, and then there needs to be more um, in between stuff, like just to keep the- a maxi series. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they used to. That's what they used to call them. By the well, way, that's what they st- the twelve issue maxis, right? DC still does that. <laughs> Can we stop saying maxi, please? Nope. That's what, hey, that's what they call them. I know. So a mini series back back in the day, and still today, uh, mini series was like four issues, and maxi series was was six or or greater. So Watchmen was a maxi series. Secret Wars was a maxi series. Uh, Nightcrawler was a mini series. <laughs> Very many. So did we get an answer from Adrian? I'm sorry. We need it. Yes, he, he, he yes not- he likes comics, and there needs to be something in between. <laughs> uh, but with the amount of content though that is out there, I think we could. I think I could live with miniseries after miniseries or maxi series. And and there's a reason that I'm asking this question. But Alex, what what are your thoughts? Um, I think not every series needs to be an ongoing. Mm-hmm. So if we advertise it as a miniseries, that's better and safer to say, hey. You know, it's not going to be around for a long time. This is your favorite character. Buy it now. Otherwise, you don't know when you're going to get focused on it again. Because we don't need Mary Jane to have her own ongoing series. That should be a miniseries. That is correct. That was the correct answer. Woo! This whole thing. Specifically about Mary Jane? Well, no, but that's a perfect <laughs> example of a character that doesn't need an ongoing series. And sales don't justify. Actually, sales are not not bad. Um, <laughs> I, they're, they're better than I anticipated on Mary Jane. <laughs> it's more than one. And on... I'm going off on a tangent here, which I often do, but uh, Gwen Stacy is getting her own series starting uh, <laughs> starting next. We need a soundboard with uh, different sound effects. Uh, so it's, it's the original Gwen Stacy. The series is set in the 60s, and I think they're kind of setting Gwen up to be kind of a Veronica Mars, uh, Nancy Drew type of character. Which is all right, but that's not who she was in in the comics. Ratcon, that's what they do. You know, they I I just saw a teaser today for issue number four. Mind you, that issue number one is not out yet, but I just saw a teaser for issue four uh, that it's guest starring the X Men. So it's the the original nineteen sixties X Men guest starring in a Gwen Stacy series. So it it may be fantastic, and honestly, I, I hope that it. I hope that all. I always hope that comics are good. I would rather that publishers put out good comics rather than bad comics but can we just make gwen stacy a miniseries and see if anyone cares before we commit to a, an ongoing gwen stacy series so i did just pull it up on diamond 
our distributor, and it does say one of five for Gwen Stacy. See the words. Once I got the words out into the 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 ether, um, it instantly changed everything. Now I don't know if it was advertised as a miniseries or or an ongoing or not. I don't know, but I'm I'm I feel happy now that because I'm now excited about a Gwen Stacy <laughs> miniseries and not a Gwen Stacy ongoing series. But if it does really well. They may make it an ongoing. Or they may make another series that yeah, spins off with another number one. Like, like when Stacey Symbiote Alien, whatever. <laughs> well, like uh, Deceased. So we had Deceased, and now we have Deceased Unkillable. Right. So Which that going back, that's a that'll be a three issue mini. That's a three issue mini, yes. But they uh, can't but the, do a Gwen Stacy Unkillable. <laughs> she, she kinda <laughs> they has could. to. They could. So the point of this is that looking back at our top sellers of twenty nineteen, uh, I think all of them, except we did talk about this. All of them, except for Detective One Thousand, were miniseries. That sounds right. Yeah. So we had House of X, Powers of X, Absolute Carnage, Doomsday Clock. Um, those were the bulk of our top yeah. of our top. The 10. one exclusion. White no, no, that was the graphic novels. Right. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, <coughs> the exception being the Batman one issue that was the was that in the Thomas 10? Wayne? I yeah. believe so. Yeah. So. And other sites have been, other websites and stores have been talking about this, that we seem to be shifting toward the miniseries model, you know, especially with DC's Black Label line, that those are, you know, with better. They, they've been three mm-hmm. issues, they've been, they're going up to 12 issues with uh, Criminal Sanity and Joker Killer Smile. Uh, and Joker Harley is a... 12, I think. 12, or, 12 or 9. Yeah. Two. And... I'm okay with that. You know, if they if they can tell a solid story and get that creative team locked down for that certain number of issues so that we don't have fill-in artists or we don't have delays that take forever. Um, Unless you're... Uh, Jeff the, Johns. Well, I was going to say the... Uh, what was the other DC one? I just complained about it. It took two years to come out. Doomsday Clock. Doomsday Clock, Doomsday yeah. Clock. Yeah, Jeff 12, yeah, 12 issues, you know, two years. It's yeah. fine. I just think it's we're, it's an interesting time. I, and I've had some people ask me at the shop, I don't know if, if you guys have gotten this, um, they'll buy an issue and I'll ask if they want to add it to their pull list or I'll I'll suggest something to add to their pull list and they'll ask, is it an ongoing or a miniseries? And it seems like if I say miniseries, more people are agree <laughs> are agreeable to sign up for a, a book. I absolutely, I agree. I think that has, I mean, there's always the exception to that rule but i believe for the most part if it is a mini series it's easier sell because it's not as much of a commitment of oh this may run six issues may run 200 issues i have to get all of them then it's an easier commitment i wonder if that says something about the uh, type of content you can only kill superman so many times you can only do you know event x so many times before you oh, i've read that before right you just get numb to it like mm-hmm. eh, it doesn't actually mean anything well and i think what what was the the start of all this, and I read this uh, on Sketched, uh, which is a fantastic website, by the way. It's S-K-E-T-C-H-D, and I don't think it's Sketched.com, so you have to search for Sketched. But um, there was an article that suggested that the New 52 was the beginning of the end of the ongoing series, because prior to the launch of the New 52... Pretty much everything kept its original numbering. Yeah. And it was that way at Marvel, too. Marvel didn't start rebooting things and starting over with new number ones until after the new 52. 
So we had the new 52, and then we had Marvel doing all their shenanigans with all all new, all different. Marvel now point this. I don't know. (sighs) And then we had Rebirth, where it was, okay, let's hit the reset button again. But not a full reset. Right. But many of of the books went back to their original, or back to number one. Yeah. So that was the beginning of the end of the ongoing series. I mean, how long have we said that number ones always sell better than number anything else, really? Well, I mean, we've said that because publishers tell us that, but I think we have the data that that backs that up. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's another reason that why the miniseries have been so successful, because instead of doing a new, you know, another Batman ongoing, let's do six Batman miniseries that come out during a calendar year with six more number ones with a chance to hopefully sell a lot more copies of, of comics and keep people on board for a three issue or six issue or eight issue series. Well, I think on the back end too, it's beneficial doing mini series because then the graphic novels, then instead of saying one, two, seven, it's just, this is the book, the subtitle, and that's it. Everything's self-contained. So the collectors, they don't need to worry about where does this fall in with everything else? It's all in one. Good to go. I know multiple times I've actually looked for, you know, if a trade comes from one to five and then the next one is, you know, eight to 12, we're the ones in the middle. Right. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, when you look at our shelves, when we see regular volumes, like, oh, we have one, two, nine. Well, and we talked about this on the first episode, too, when we talked about our bestsellers. The bestsellers are self-contained original graphic or self-contained graphic novels, yeah. whether it's Watchmen or Killing Joke or Dark Knight Returns, uh, Civil War, House of M. Those are all things that are that are self-contained. Yeah. So I don't know. I, we're we're approaching an interest, or we're in interesting times. Uh, we'll see if 2020, 2020, 2020, 2020, mm-hmm. we are way in the future now. Uh, see if 2020 finds success with all of the miniseries that are coming out this year, uh, the way 2019 did. So and what all do we have on the pipeline coming down for miniseries? I don't know. I wasn't prepared for this question. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one come up with these questions asking about miniseries. Well, we've got, you know, things that are going on right now. We're in the midst of, uh, Wonder Woman. I think it's Dead Earth. Is it Dead Earth? Somehow. I think so. Uh, which is fantastic, by the way. There's only one issue out. There are three issues in the series. That's a black label book. It's the magazine size, oversized format. Wonder Woman, Dead Earth. Yes. Fantastic. We have, we're in the middle of Criminal Sanity, Joker, Harley Quinn, Criminal Sanity, and Joker, Killer Smile. We've got uh, supposedly another Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo combo coming up. It's going to be a Wonder Woman book, it looks like. Which, again, will probably be a Black Label book. Isn't there a Constantine mini or Black Label book? No, question. The question, that's what it was. So, again, we're in the midst of that. So, who knows? I mean, February is not... I mean, that's just mostly DC. I'm expecting some announcements as far as what publishers are planning later this month, actually, at Comics Pro. That's the beginning of kind of the announcement season. And then um, there's a show right after that. It's at Emerald City. Um, I don't remember, but once we get into February, March, April, that's when I think we'll start getting more information on what's coming down the road. So I know Marvel has Empire coming out. That's a mini series. Going to be a mini with uh, a trillion tie-ins. Well, tie-ins sort of of like everything will have. I think mostly just one issue tie-in for the most part. Well, but they have a bunch of mini series too. Well, yeah, mini series, mini series, mini series. Yeah, as long and the bottom line for me, and I think the bottom line for all of us is. I don't care what format it is, miniseries, ongoing, maxi-series, 
uh, comic size, magazine size, digest size. I don't care as long as the story's good. Right. Yeah. We can all have our personal preferences. One of the things that really frustrates me is the the lackluster sales on Superman Smashes the Clan, uh, which is another miniseries. Yeah. <laughs> Three issue miniseries. But it's a weird format. But too. it is. It's in. It's like an oversized digest. It looks really kid it's friendly an, it's an oversized small book yeah something that regular comic readers are gonna are gonna look past are gonna look over when we first got it in i thought it was a kid's book i was like what is this well, we're like, what? where do we rack this right it's uh but it's just so so good and gene Lun yang is an amazing writer he's got his own creator on thing coming out soon about basketball so friend of the store yeah friend of the store been to the store all right, so uh, let us know uh, on Facebook or when we see you in the shop or wherever. Just shout out, if you're listening to this in the car, shout out your window, whether you like miniseries or ongoing series. All right, let's get to uh, Adrian's question of tagline. <laughs> How should I enter? How should I walk How into this? How should you enter? <laughs> I, I'm kind of thinking that might be it. <laughs> or the name of this episode. How should I enter? So you, to, a tagline is something you use when you enter a room or when you leave the room? I, when you hang up the phone? When you know. sign off on a podcast? What, what are we talking about? I mean, you already have a signature face when you take your picture. Well, sure. Yeah, right. So how do I... <laughs> Hi, I'm Adrian. and Or whatever. <laughs> and then you say something about using Obi Wan's tagline. What's Obi Wan's tagline? He oh. just you know says hello there. there. Hello there. I mean, I'd say mine. My good. Are describe- we talking taglines or pickup lines? It sounds like the same thing to me. Now. <laughs> How you doing? I'd say my go-to marker of the test <laughs> that I stole from Harmontown is drive fast, take chances. I said to everyone when they leave. You do. He does. And they, as they should. Mark, yeah, I don't if think it, if anything- Alex has said that to you. Raise your hand. Yeah, I don't have a tagline. I say I don't think you have anything no. that you say repeatedly. I don't feel like I need a tagline, but Adrian does, or Apparently. he thinks he does. I'm okay with that. Submit your uh, your ideas. <laughs> Email him at to Alex at Alterio. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and we will read those on the air next time, and we'll we'll pick a tagline for Adrian. <laughs> Let's see if they email it to us within a week. Then it'll be when Adrian's not here, so we'll get to decide when I'm he's not afraid. on air. Sorry, I'm, try- I'm trying to read a text. That <laughs> I can tell if you're texting or you know, you take a picture of me like, what's going on? No one can see the pictures you take on okay. podcast. No, no, no. I had a text come through and I felt like I needed to read it in the middle of this podcast. So let's get to this week's new releases because there were a ton of great books that came out this week. And uh, some of them were even our picks. Some of them were even our picks. So let's start with you, Alex, since we'll, get, we'll go well, alphabetically. Well, do we want to do... Actually, alphabetically, Adrian was before Alex. Well, I'm talking about alphabetically, the comics in alphabetical order. Oh, okay. So, looks like Adler number one is the first one on our list, since you have it in your phone and I don't have it on my... Yeah. It uh, is. So, Adler number one uh, is my pick of the week also. That's my number one pick of the week. That's my number one is number one. Uh, by... Okay. <laughs> This is why you want me to do it, because you want me to have, pronounce these names. Lavi Tadar? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's on the back, too. It's French. Yeah. And Paul McCaffrey. There you go. That's easy enough. Well, you know what? We'll say, we'll say the creators' names, because I think that they deserve recognition. Uh, but it's been my experience that most readers, at least our readers... Um, are more about the title of the book than they are the creators on the book. Well, yeah. I mean... Yeah, I mean... So this one is yeah. Adler. It's five letters. Starts with an A, ends in an R. Uh, it takes place in the world of Sherlock Holmes. 
I would say. I don't know. Are you asking me or telling me? Uh, a little bit of as, column as, A, column B. As my high school English teacher, Mr. Tenbush, used to say, are you asking me or telling me? <laughs> uh, Mr. Tenbush. <laughs> not one bush, not two bush. He's a Tenbush. <laughs> Meanwhile, Adrian's broken right now. Trying to come up with a joke, got, but it's nothing. nothing on it. Nothing it's, appropriate. Yeah. What did you like about Adler, Alex? Uh, I like that it's a female Sherlock Holmes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's... Something that we don't really get a whole lot of attention on. Everyone focuses on Sherlock and nothing like within that world outside of him. The yeah. person who was able to challenge him that he enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> enjoyed being in quotations there. Yeah. So it was his lady friend uh, in the... Irene Adler, right? Irene Adler. Mm-hmm. She was in both of the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies played by... Was it... What's her Rachel face? McAdams. Rachel McAdams, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, so it starts off with what the Great War, I believe. Well, I have to go through page by page. No, but, but it, <laughs> it follows. Well, it starts it's with a long, long podcast. It follows a different girl other than Irene Adler. It starts yeah, it with was, focusing uh, on it's I a, don't it's know a her character name. well that none of us have heard of before. Yeah. But she's uh, looking for a roommate. She needs some place to live. She yeah yeah. So it's a. Uh, it's Who, kind of cheap that like, oh, we'll introduce this, this character like brand new by following this brand new character. <laughs> so they're new to her, and well, so are you. Right. That's the way it works. So who's this for? Uh, fans of Sherlock Holmes. Yes. First and foremost. I would say the, what, the eight, 1980s, 18, 1980s, geez. Mm-hmm. 19 teens. If you like the Goldbergs, you'll like <laughs> yeah. it. All right. The 19 teens time of history. Yeah. Early, early 20th century history. Yeah, that's a better way to say that than nineteen teens, but my way's more fun. I have a degree in history. <laughs> and yeah, I just it was a fun I always that's my it, it was, that's the fun. thing. It was just it was solid, fun, uh engaging. The characters are engaging. Uh from what I've heard. Now this is a miniseries, I don't remember how many issues it is, but uh we're going to see other female characters from this time period uh oh. show up in the book, perhaps. When I'm looking online, it's not saying what it's out of for miniseries. I think it's, I I mean, it's maybe listed, it's not. I don't know. It's listed to three issues at least right now. Okay, so, so it's at least three issues. At least three, and it's for me. It was out of left field. Like it was people I didn't know about. I was like, oh, just look at it and see what it is. And yeah. I, I really enjoyed, especially the fight sequence at the end or towards the middle and end. Yeah. Where like, oh, if you if this guy sent you there, you're already dead no matter what. So you might as well tell me what's going on. All around excellent book. Yeah, great artwork, great writing engaging characters so if you're looking for something new and different at the local comic shop this week you can't go wrong with adler if you're looking for something with a familiar taste that maybe you haven't tasted in a while <laughs> ant-man is out there's a new ant-man number one this is a mini series i am i am 100 percent sure well, i want to say five issue it is five issues written by zeb wells artwork by dylan burnett this is the Scott Lang Ant-Man, so the same Ant-Man that we saw on the big screen, played by Paul Rudd, and his new partner is his daughter, Cassie Lang, as Stat- Stinger. 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 She, she was, was Stature in Young Avengers, and now she's Stinger, and I, I just thought this was diff. diff. This was definitely diff. fun. It's fun, funny, still action-packed, lots of, lots of Marvel-isms in it, but you know, Scott Lang seems to always be broke and mm. like trying to find his way in the in the world. He's, he's got that Lang luck. Yeah, he started a a private security firm and that went south. So where is he living now? In an anthill. 
what is his furniture? Ant babies. Ant eggs. Ant eggs. That's his his bed. His bed <laughs> is his furniture. Yeah, his furniture is made out of ant eggs. Uh, so if you want something lighthearted and upbeat and fun, still in the mighty Marvel manner, check out Ant Man. So you just picked it up today? Did you get a chance to read it? I liked it. I liked it a lot. There, you know, my kids are six and four, so uh, he's this young dad who uh, I think his parenting paradigm needs a little tweaked. Don't let your kid go with you on crime fighting adventures. Now his daughter is like like eighteen at right. this point. She's, I mean, she's a she's right. almost an adult if she isn't an adult. My kid is always going to be my little kid. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> well, he's also a single father for obvious reasons. Like, well, right. he has poor time management skills, and so I long mean, as somebody else can take their kid on a, a fi- crime fighting adventures, I'm okay with that. Scott Lang is Adrian's inspiration. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> better them than me. Uh, kind of in the the FYI department, uh, Die Volume Two came out this week. Yep. Oh, actually, Adrian, I should let you talk about this. I might have drooled on one a little bit. It was fantastic. We well, came yep. in. He's like, "What? There's a new Die? That's not my profile." Oh it's yeah, just the trade. Yeah, calm, the trade. Down. calm down. You get single issues, right? I do. I do. Okay. Uh, I fell in love with Die from day one. I love the art. I love the cover arts. I love the story. Um, if you like RPGs, this is the book for you. If you like fantasy, D and D RPGs. Mm-hmm. And uh, just overall good storytelling. Right. Yeah. Kieran Gillen. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on the artist. I'm pulling it up right now. Something, something dark. I usually have most of this stuff stored in my head. Stephanie Hans. That's who it is. Die Volume 2. I know we sold a, a decent number of Die Volume 1. Die Volume 2 is out. If you want to talk about Die, uh, Adrian is working. Not this Saturday. The Saturday, Saturday that you'll hear this podcast, probably. Two days, three days from now, two days from now. Well, it depends on if I get it up tomorrow or not. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to know if you get it up tomorrow, Alex. Uh, What else do we have going on? All right, I have to talk about this one. I'll toss it. We'll toss it back to somebody else one of these days. But Harlene uh, is also out this week. The The hardcover. Oh, it's so pretty. It is phenomenal. The presentation on this. First off, the artwork in the regular, the regular series, the regular artwork. It said. The interior. Stefan said. Stefan said. Sedgic. Sedgic. I don't know what nationality is. He's like. Doesn't matter. Moving something. on. Something. Yes. And so he writes and and draws this awesome story. It was a three issue black label miniseries, so it's it's for mature audiences and is a reexamining slash updated origin, reimagining maybe yeah. origin of Harley Quinn, how she went from Harleen Quinzel to Harley Quinn. I raved about every issue that came out. It was on my. One of my top three books of 2019, and now the collected edition is out. So if you didn't pick it up in single issues for one reason, there's no excuse. So another thing with the art, with the hardcover, or another reason to get that, even if you had the single issues, it has the, what is it, dust jacket mm-hmm. that's on the front that when you open it up, it has a different cover that is modified by the dust jacket, depending on if you have that on or off. And It's it, like the covers that they were doing for um, the Year of the Villain, like yeah. the plastic it is called overlay. Acetate. Acetate. It's called Acetate. Yeah, that. Acetate. <laughs> Wait, what is the rating for this podcast? <laughs> the Acetate <laughs> cover. Yes. And uh, I think you said this. It's only on the first printing. Well, it's on the hard, it's on this hardcover, right. uh, but it's also only on the first printing. So if you want to see the coolness of the acetate cover, uh, come in and check it out and then buy a copy because it's just outstanding. I predict this will be one of our top trades of 2020. Uh, so we should have ordered more of them then. Well, I mean, yeah. we're starting with a decent number, <laughs> but 
I don't want to get carried away. It's definitely a book I regret not getting, so I definitely will get. Well, and right yes. now, with the Harley Quinn movie that's coming out tonight. Birds of Prey. Uh, then maybe we can see more of an insurgency. Yeah, we need to move. Remind stuff. me tomorrow. We need to move this to the front display. Okay. Hey, remember tomorrow we need to move to the front display. <laughs> All right, going alphabetically. Uh, uh, let's go with the man who effed up time. The man who effed up time. Did anyone read this? Piece? I did. Yeah. Did you read this? I didn't. No. Okay. The man who effed up time is from Aftershock. It is written by uh, John Lehman. He of Chew fame. He's the writer on Chew, and artwork by Carl Mostert. Alex and I both got a preview of this and loved it. Uh, it's about a man who f's up time. So, and it's unintentional. It's not like he's like Kang, where he's b- bouncing around many times. He only goes back in time one time for like what? A, not even a day. Well, he, he's like an intern. He, he's like a lab intern at a at a lab. He's a lab intern <laughs> at a lab. That's deep. He's a scientist intern. But I mean, he, he is actually intelligent. Yes, he is a scientist. Uh, he got screwed over on his job because his roommate friend took the job or whatever. And his girlfriend. Yeah. So then he's like, you know what? It all happened because of this one day. If I can fix that, I can... Win her back. I'll get the job. I'll have the confidence. Blah, blah, blah. Goes back to, after he goes back in time, does that. He goes back to his present time. Quotes. I don't know how to fix this. Time travel tenses are weird. And all of a sudden, the whole world is completely changed. Uh, My favorite aspect of it is they're all wearing the... The hats. The Abraham Lincoln. The Abraham Lincoln. Well, I know. Yeah, but I forget what the actual... Stove top? Stove top hats, yes. Stove top stuffing? Mm, Stuffing. Uh, But, like, everything's completely changed that... Stuff that shouldn't have been changed just from him going back like a week in time or whatever, completely screwed over everything. It's another one that's action. It's it's kind of in the vein of this week's Ant Man. It's funny. It's action packed. uh, It's got an engaging character again, like Adler. So, and the common thread is good comics. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Was the name of this episode "Good Comics Are Good"? Since last week was varying covers, ascertained or fun covers. (laughs) How's that spelled for acetate? A C E T A I N T. Acetate. Just so I know how to put the header in next okay, time. Okay, there we go. Uh, a couple other trades that came out this week, aka graphic novels. Uh, the Orville, which is season 1.5 because it takes place between seasons 1 and 2, and Star Trek Year 5, Volume 1. Both came out this week. Both highly recommended by me, anyway. I enjoyed the Orville when I was reading it, and that was a two or three issue mini. Uh, it wasn't very much, it was like a five. Was it that many? I can't yeah. accept change, so I had really a lot of trouble reading Orville. It's four just because sorry, four parts. I like Star Trek. Have you watched the Orville? I tried to the first I'm couple sorry, episodes. And, yeah, uh, it's so. But it everybody is, tells me I'm wrong. You are wrong. I know. I, the I first season was rough. I will admit okay. the first I even, season. I don't even agree with that. The first two or three episodes. I don't know. I got hooked in midway through season one, and I loved it. And yeah, you have to. It is not Star Trek. It is just another space adventure, and it's not Family Guy. It's either. very much inspired by Star Trek. Though. Oh sure. There's yeah. so much in it. It. To me, it is today's Star Trek. I mean, this was before we had Discovery and Picard on CBS All Access. Even when Discovery came out, people were saying it was a better Star Trek than Star Trek. Oh, Discovery is great, too. And I'm just the, saying first season Discovery is another one where you need to give it a, at least half a season before it, it sticks with you. But, uh, yeah, the Orville is fantastic. And now it will be a Hulu exclusive because Fox is I am dumb. behind on Orville. And then Star Trek Year 5, uh, Volume 1, 
If you're a Star Trek fan, if you're especially an original series fan, you will love this series. Take it from me. Stay in school. (laughs) (laughs) Star Trek, stay in school. Okay, what else we got here? La, la, la. Oh, the 800-pound gorilla this week. Darth Vader, number one. Sold out. Yeah, we sold out in one day. Two days. One and a half. Yeah, we made it through through Thursday. Midway through Thursday. Not my intention to sell out. No. Thought I had enough for at least two to three weeks. But I would say there's two reasons why we sold out. One, because it's Vader. Two, because the surprise ending the final think, issue, the I, final page. I don't think that's what I don't. I haven't seen it spoiled anywhere. On I've that. heard a few customers come in and say that, oh, I heard that there's something major in it. I need to n- avoid that. Or some people actually knew what was in the final page. Right. He takes off his helmet and he's completely okay. And he's not Anakin, right? No, he's James Earl Jones. He's oh, actually okay. James Earl Jones. Yeah. Right. So, if you can find a copy, and I should mention we will be carrying the second printing when it becomes available, but that's at least three to four weeks away, Uh, which is kind of okay because the next issue of Vader doesn't come out for five weeks, I think. So, the Vader is a monthly series. Vader is a monthly, and I thank goodness, and so was Star Wars. I'm so happy that these books are coming out monthly and not bi-monthly. Bi-weekly. It's the same. I think bi-monthly and bi-weekly are the same thing. I well, it depends. Yes and no. They both bi-weekly is twice a week. Bi-monthly is twice a month. Well, bi-weekly could also mean twice within one week. It's weird. I, what if it's bi-daily? Then it's bi-menin. <laughs> I was trying to come up with something, and that's the best <laughs> thing you can come up with. I'm glad someone got that joke because yes. uh, that's kind of a throwback. It's a dated one. So Darth Vader is a. It's a companion book to the new Star Wars series. Sort of. In that they both take place shortly after the events of The Empire Strikes Back. You can read either one independently of each other. You don't have to read both, but if you're a Star Wars fan, you probably want to read both. If it's a financial thing, you'll have to pick one or the other. Uh, because I, I'm sticking with both. They're I'm fantastic. sticking with both also. Uh, I would like to also take a moment to express how many times we've said, if you want something, you have to put it on your poll list. I know we'll have people coming in tomorrow. Oh, where's Vader? I thought it came out this week. It did. Well, it did. You should have pre-ordered it like everyone else. Pre-ordering is so, so important, especially with the Marvel books, because they don't overprint. Many of their books sell out before they even get released. And really, adding books to your pull list the week that a book comes out doesn't help anybody. It, it A lot of times, we may not be able to accommodate that because we've already placed our orders three weeks ago. So, the best time to put an order of a book on your pull list is when it's in the previous catalog. The next best time is before final order cutoff. Anything after final order cutoff, it's a roll of the dice, whether or not we're going to be able to get it or hold it for you. Well, Your we- FOC announcements on Facebook have really helped me, I know, tremendously to make sure I don't miss anything. Well, like this Thank one, you. too. We read in advance, all except for the last page. We're like, oh, we love it. It's good. We, I believe we increased our numbers, didn't we? Yeah. Than we normally yeah. do. And we still sold out, and people will still want more of it. It's And that's a good problem to have, but I hate you know, I don't want to disappoint people. My my goal is not to have you be sad when you come into the comic shop. My goal is to make sure you're happy when you leave. And that means having the books that you want and the best way for, for Alter Ego or any comic shop to have the books that you want is to pre-order them. Yeah. And the public service announcement. So, <laughs> Vader was just outstanding. It was my pick of the week. Uh, gave if I had a pick of the week, it'd be mine. It's Adrian's pick of the I week. I thought about it, but because, like, yeah, I don't want to duplicate on that one. 
I'll try there was so much good stuff this week. I mean, honestly, I the man who effed up time was a contender for me. Adler was a contender. Ant Man was a contender. All these things. Uh, I gave it to my ten year old to read and uh, Vader. Yeah, and I left the room. This was Tuesday night, so I was reading my stack of comics, and I let him read that. And uh, I could hear when he got to the last page, he goes, "What?" <laughs> and then he like wanted the next part right away because sure. he's ten and doesn't know any better and grow. He's in the Netflix Netflix generation where I want it now. Everything is on demand. I mean, so, I want it now too, but we're gonna have to like that one and the end of Star Wars issue oh, two. Star Wars issue two. Which, yeah, can we talk about now since it's sure? So who is that? At the end of Star Wars 2, you see Luke's lightsaber falling. And his hand. And his hand, yes. And then uh, another hand reaches out and catches the lightsaber. You see the hand falling apart or falling in the background, Mm -hmm. which is still funny. And it's someone, a cloaked man, possibly man, possibly woman, in Jedi robes. Could be either or. It looks like Jedi robes, I would say. It's Ben. It's Qui-Gon. And I forget what he said exactly. Follow your destiny or something? Follow your force, follow your destiny. Something like something like that. I think he said, hello there. <laughs> hello there. So who who is that man? We don't know. Or a woman. I don't know who it is. Or a woman, yeah. That's the beauty of it. So Or Gungan. Who is that Gungan? Th- it's Jar Jar. The beauty of the Marvel Star Wars comics right now is that, you know, there I think a lot of us were not exactly thrilled with the with the movies. <laughs> the last three movies. Shocker. Um I mean I enjoyed them. I really enjoyed The Force Awakens, and I think it's because it hit all the nostalgia buttons for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it didn't bother me to, that it seemed very familiar because familiar is good and familiar is comfortable. Uh, but Rise of Skywalker and The Last Jedi for me, The Last Jedi especially, was a huge letdown for me. And Rise of Skywalker was just slightly above average. It's not what I wanted it to be. It's not what I wanted to wrap up the Skywalker saga with. Well, and I would say I'm similar feelings to that, but also have to go into the – I'm willing to accept that – I'm not 10 watching it for the first time. I'm 30 years old. I'm an adult. I've seen a lot of movies. This isn't my first movie I've ever seen. You've seen a lot of stuff. So I think us fanboys that have grown up on it, like, oh, it's not what it used to be. Well, we're not that age anymore either. We are jaded. That's on us as much as it is on them. Well, and for me, it's not. It's. I'm not saying it's not what it used to be. I'm just saying it's not what I needed it to be. Well, and it, it it clearly is for some people because we've talked to people in the shop that were very happy with with both of those. I've talked to a lot of people that loved the Last Jedi, yeah, uh, and it's near the bottom of my list. So I'm not saying it had to be just for me. My point of this was that the comics are able to tell stories now to fill in the blanks of things that we've now seen in these last three movies. The fact that Luke's lightsaber shows up again in The Force Awakens and none of us know how Maz got it. Well, this may give us shed some light on right. it. Uh, I've the- always liked how these other side stories are actually filling in holes that actually make sense. Talking to the mic. Sorry, buddy. So that actually makes sense. Um, all of this, in, even in the middle of this issue of Vader, there's a throwback where he's reminiscing about something and it makes sense that Vader is so angry. It's, he's, disapp- he's disappointed. It's the disappointed father. I, <laughs> yeah. I, right. I need to read this issue again because I, I read the advanced copy right. that we got three or four weeks ago without the last page reveal, which we're not going to spoil. Um, but just looking at seeing my son, Kevin flip through it and then seeing it here sitting on the table, it, it, there's so much to it. And the character at that time, we don't know when, 
Vader realizes that or discovers that Luke is his son? Is it when the Emperor said the son of Skywalker and that kind of reawakened something within him? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm Anakin Skywalker. And oh, yeah, this is my son and that sort of thing. But the fact that in the comic. Uh, At this point, he knows that. Right. So in the comic, Vader goes back to Tatooine for the first time since leaving uh, after Attack of the Clones, right? Because uh, he wasn't on Tatooine at all. In, that's in right, because it was avenging his mom. Right. Right. So he goes back, and we're seeing Vader having these flashbacks of him as as an 8-year-old, and then him as an 18-year-old, and then him as a 28-year-old. I think those were each 10 years apart. Sure. Uh, Little Orphan Annie. And it helps, that I, Annie. it helps that I just watched uh, Revenge of the Sith last weekend. Uh, we're working our way, went back to the beginning and working our way through again. So there is so much in here. And, and the other thing that I didn't mention, uh, the other book, the Star Wars book, has Poe Dameron's parents. Which is it. a nice thing to see yep. them throwing that in there. Like, here's more of the new characters that would have existed during the original trilogy. Which but. we met in Shattered Empire. There was a four issue. Yes. We met them for the first time there. Did. I mean, yes. they didn't do a whole lot in that. No, but, but this this time we're actually getting more development with them within the main Star Wars book. Right? Yeah. So that it, if you're a Star Wars fan, these books are a must read. The other book that I really enjoyed this week, and presumably most of us did, was X-Men Fantastic Four. Number one. Of Number four. one of four. Four issue miniseries written by Chip Zdarsky. So that's that should be all you need to know. It's written by one of Marvel, one of the best writers in comics right now, and one of the best writers at Marvel, no question about it. Artwork by Terry Dodson. And this is about the X-Men trying to recruit Franklin Richards, who is a mutant, but also a member of the Fantastic Four, the son of uh, Reed and Sue Richards, to try and come to Krakoa with the rest of his mutant brothers and sisters. And his parents uh, don't want none of that. <laughs> they... Don't want him because of what's been going on with the X-Men. It well, it seems like they don't want him. They don't want him. They don't want him to be abducted because that's what it looks like is the X-Men are abducting all mutants. And he's like, oh, well, if you take him, then he'll never come back is what they're – it seems like what their fear is. Yeah. Well, they don't want to lose their kid. I mean, none of us you know, that have kids want to lose our kids. They're, <laughs> Sorry, Alex. They're not ready for them to go <laughs> off to college. Yes. And that's essentially what this is. But one of the great things about this that I really liked is uh, – Zdarsky is not ignoring the previous Fantastic Four versus X-Men series that came out in 1987, which I loved the heck out of, was another four-issue miniseries. And at this point, it was right after the uh, Mutant Massacre. None of you are... Some of you may understand this, but uh, Mutant Massacre, which uh, several X-Men were were injured. Uh, that's the one where uh, Angel had his wings kind of clipped, which led to Archangel. Oh, Kitty yeah. was wounded, and she was permanently stuck in a phasing state. And so the X-Men seek out the help of Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four to help save Kitty. Nightcrawler was in a coma. Colossus was all messed up, too. It, it was. The, uh, they were in bad shape. What year did you say that came out? That came out in '87. And we, we have, have it. We have it. At we the have shop. it at the shop. We, we have the right four issues, to. and I put it on the new release shelf right next to the series, and it's still there two days later. So I don't know what's. Well, going people on. need to read it first to realize which one you're talking about. Yeah. So it's just it's not essential to what's going on here, but it establishes that relationship between Franklin and Kitty, which is kind of at the heart of this this new series, this new mini series. So, highly recommended. We are almost sold out of this, too. I think we only have two copies left that sounds about as right. of today. Uh, so, if we do sell out, we will try to get more copies or get a second printing of number one. But 
if you're an X-Men fan or a Fantastic Four fan, I highly recommend it. Or just a fan of Chip Zdarsky, if you've read his Daredevil or anything else that he's been involved with, the Spider-Man life story, and just he's batting a thousand, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, one thing you forgot to mention alphabetically, I think, is the Immortal Hulk great power number one. <laughs> I skipped over that so <laughs> Laura wouldn't be sad. I mean, it happens. It's my fault. I accidentally put our copy on the shelf and we sold it because it's a good book. <laughs> Go so, ahead. Why don't you take that one? Uh, Immortal Hulk great power number one written by Tom Taylor. It's Tom Taylor. You, if Come on. If he writes it, you have to read it. It's a good thing. Uh, artist by... George Molina? Jorge. Jorge Molina. Maybe we should let you do this. Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, see. Yeah. Sondritos. Sondritos. Uh, that's an inside joke for me and Adrian and people that watched. Wait, wait. wait don't, don't tell me. me that was actually eight years ago. Good Lord. We're old. You're old. <laughs> anyway. I, I don't know what you're talking about. It's nothing. Uh, what you talking about, Willis? So this is that, a story. <laughs> uh, the regular cover has Spider-Man all hulked out. So you find out why does Spider-Man have the Hulk, mm-hmm. or why does Spider-Man become the Hulk? What's going on? Uh, self-contained one-shot. Are we getting? Do you know if we're getting any more like this? Uh, there is another power uh, bending. Yes. Books? Uh, well, Jeff Lemire is doing a one-shot that uh, I think is in the February catalog. I thought I, I remember I seeing know, it. I don't know if it's the same sort of thing. Where I don't think it is because just having read this. Um, I guess we can kind of give the background on it. Loki ends up uh, trying to do, trying to do the Hulk a favor. He, he, by, he's trying to be a good guy, and like, it's Loki, and that doesn't work out for casting him. out the Hulk from Bruce Banner. But he somehow ends up in Spider Man, which be- sounds vaguely disgusting because Spider Man has radioactive traces of something. I I don't I don't care yes. about the science on it. It was good science. Um, I mean, if anyone should be a Hulk that's not Banner, it makes sense that Spider Man would have anger issues because yeah, he's kind of been screwed over in life. If you can find this. We, yes, we highly recommend it. Uh, again, we are sold out, but hopefully we'll do we'll have a second print because this is one of those that I think can sit on the shelf for six months, and you know people can read whether it's next week, next month, six months from now. Uh, it does take place in a specific time period within the Immortal Hulk, Hulk series, and um, there are some other guest stars in here. <laughs> but it says in the beginning of the book when it takes place. It's just a really solid story because it's Tom Taylor, the writer right. of Deceased, and other stuff injustice and uh, friendly neighborhood spider-man my question is how is this gonna be collected later on will it be collected in mortal hulk will they do a bunch of one-shot things i don't know and that's the advantage to reading single issues because you're good to go especially with single issues that are one shots you just buy it be good to go next there you go what else do we want to talk about anything uh how's your week adrian tagline for adrian do we have it do we have one yet <laughs> figure it out do we have any questions from last time? Did anybody? I guess we should say if you have questions you want us to answer because we need stuff to talk about. Email us, <laughs> tweet us. Well, if you're sub- if you're a subscriber at the shop, join our our private Facebook group. Hit me up, and I'll. I, I've put it in emails for like the last month, so. <laughs> uh, but we still only have a fraction of our subscribers actually in that group. So I don't know whether just nobody whether they're not on Facebook, they don't want to hear any more from us or whatever. Uh, we have gotten lots of positive feedback on the podcast, so thank you for that. If you've uh, if you've given us that, if you haven't, give us feedback one way or the other. You won't hurt our feelings. We have, I would say, a new customer because of the podcast. 
I used a customer before. Hi, Ernie. We're talking about yeah. you. <laughs> Not sure where you'll be when you listen to this. Last know. time he was at the airport, I think he is was, what he said. Yep. I think he was in the air flying from, from Houston, if I remember correctly. Maybe. And he called you from the airport saying, hey, add these to my pull list. Yes. Now, that is that is dedication. So, thank you, Ernie. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate everyone listening. But, uh, yeah, the best way to get us questions would probably be to email us. Uh, Either we'll, Mark or Alex. Yep. We'll put our emails in the show notes. If I remember, we'll see. Yes. Or join our private Facebook group. For the subscribers. For subscribers, do we, yes. Do we need to have a podcast Facebook group, too? I don't I don't <laughs> think so, no. No. Or just post it. You can message us through uh, the regular Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash alter egomaniacs. Yeah. So, I guess one other thing, I've been listening to podcasts for a while now. Uh, that you have different things that they end with. Uh, I think Adrian's we can adapt. One. Uh, sort of. Uh, some do like think one of the things I listen to is can't let it go for the week. Something that you just can't stop thinking about, just pop in your head. Uh, one's who's your favorite wrestler because it's a wrestling podcast. So this one I want to do. Who's your favorite hero for the week? Now it can be superhero, real life hero, whatever. So who is something that who is someone that has stood out for you this week? <laughs> in a positive the, outlook. The first one say. that popped in my head was Mitt Romney. But <laughs> <laughs> All right, well tell tell us why. No, 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 no. I I'm, I'm going to stick with like my hero of of the week. I'm, I'm going to go with my comic book hero of the week. Uh, so of the books that I read this week, which of the characters did I like the most? Um, wow. And yeah. That's a tough one. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. From the Immortal Hulk one shot. From the one? Okay. I think he was the most heroic. Yeah, I, I can and inspired. I can see that. Having read the book, yeah. I don't give away spoilers. Yeah. Adrian, you're thinking? You know, uh, it, it, was it, it was from the Vader book, and I don't like because of the way he described Luke Skywalker. You're so strong and yet so weak. All right. There was just something about that's that. Actually that just, how, oh, yeah. That's actually how Adrian says goodnight to his children. <laughs> <laughs> We're after the arm wrestle. Good luck. <laughs> You're so strong. You're so weak. It's bedtime. Good now. luck. <laughs> All right, Alex, what about you? Um, I'm going to go with the real world this week. I'm going to say my neighbor that plowed our driveway so you guys can I get here. I did notice that. Yeah. I, I thought say, you were out shoveling. No. <laughs> no, I came home, went to the bathroom, and Hi, have you met everything Alex? ready. <laughs> For a minute, I thought he was referencing the real world TV show. No. <laughs> well, that'd be Mike Mizanin, a.k.a. The Miz. But no. Um, yeah, my neighbor. He plowed our driveway for us. They do every once in a while whenever they have a chance, and I appreciate it. Thanks, neighbor guy. Uh, who's also provider of some drinks that we have had. Is your neighbor, you want to name check your neighbor? Do you know your neighbor's name? Yeah, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in this world we live in now where we don't know our neighbors and we don't get together and block parties or anything, He's, maybe you didn't know his name. No, well, I, I mean, don't, I, I don't know my neighbor's name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Isn't one of your neighbors your in-laws? <laughs> no, he's across the street. My I know my father-in-law's name. I know, I, this is no lie. The neighbors on either side of me, I don't know either of their names. There's a husband and wife with two kids that lives on one side of me, and there's a single guy that lives on the other side. I don't know any of their names. <laughs> I know. I really hope they listen to this podcast. They probably don't. <laughs> no. I know my neighbor that's across the street because they are here all summer helping put siding on the house. Was that Charlie? That was Charlie. Okay. And his wife, Sally. Charlie puts siding on your house, makes you moonshine, and, and plows your driveway. I mean, we paid him for two of the three things. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. Mm -hmm. okay. but yeah i mean so yeah i appreciate the help but we didn't ask him he just 
my guess is he was doing his drive, and the rest he does the street usually too. So I think street is awful. Alex is looking for an artist to collaborate with to make a comic book about Charlie. So if you're super interested, Chuck. if you're interested, <laughs> Super Chunk isn't that a super, band? Super from, Chuck. Oh, yeah. Let or, Alex know if you're interested in helping to create the comic about Charlie. If only he was up the street, there would be Up Chuck. Cheer up, Charlie. <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm. Not pleased with not that. Not pleased with that one. He is not. Jim well, I think we've uh, we've exhausted everything we have to talk about tonight. You're probably exhausted just by listening to us. <laughs> so uh, we do want to ask you one favor, and if you could rate and review the podcast, we would appreciate and it. subscribe and subscribe. Whether that's on iTunes or Spotify or the Android Store, Stitcher, Stitcher wherever Google you're Play. consuming this content. Rate and review the podcast. That'll help us out and help get this into the ear holes of more comic book fans. Share it on social media, too, while you're at it. Anything to say, hey, this is a good show. You should listen. Yeah. And I will add one more comment to that, that really share on social media when you enjoy a comic book. Yeah. I don't see that. I don't see that very. Adrian does it all the time. Thank you, Adrian, for yeah. that. And tags um, the store. And he tags, tags the store the you store. get it from, even if you don't buy from us. Yeah. No. I, wherever you're li- I know that there, we've got uh, customers from our website that are listening all over the place. So yeah, tag your local comic shop and, and share on your social media when you read a comic book that you like, uh, because we need to get more people reading comics and sharing stuff that they like instead of complaining about politics and the weather and all kinds of crazy things. So let's talk about stuff we love. Yeah. And that's a good way to end. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. 